0: We all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real-world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet. Welcome to Finding Faith. Among other things, I am the author of Leaving Church, Finding Faith, and I am here in this space chatting with you about the book and other things that may bubble up when we're talking about faith and life and how those two things intersect, because if you are at all like me, they always intersect. Hey there, friends. I'm back. Had to take a little break to attend to important day job stuff. Gotta eat and gotta pay the mortgage, right? So, if you go to the homepage for this podcast and follow me on LinkedIn, you will see that I run a nonprofit providing recovery support for people living with mental health challenges. Uh, those with substance use and other addiction issues, and also survivors of trauma. And like all nonprofits everywhere, we have to dance to the timelines of the grantors, the grantors, those wonderful, uh, amazing, and blessed people who fund us to do the things that we love to do. Well, my grant was due, and my brain was full. So, No brand, no brain bandwidth outside of that priority. Although this podcast wasn't far from my thoughts last time, here on Finding Faith, I shared about being faithful in the dark. I shared how impactful one of Joe Biden's speeches was to me when he referenced a quote that gave him comfort while walking through the fog of grief due to the death of his adult son. That quote, faith sees best in the dark, stayed with me. It it stays with me And, and sent me down a rabbit hole where I discovered my spirit twin, Soren Kierkegaard, the author of that quote. And There's so, so many other quotes of his that spoke to me, that speak to me. So skip back to that episode to hear more about that. One of his, one of Kierkegaard's other quotes that I love is, the most common form of despair is not being who you are. That quote has so many layers of meaning to me, not just in, the context of living a faith, of, living a life of faith, but also in honoring where you are, what you are feeling, in any given moment. So last week, I needed to honor where I was, which was overwhelmed because of a deadline at work, borderline depressed due to lack of sleep, not a small my, amount of anxiety because of, well partly because of too much focused attention on the news of the world. and once, But once I realized that I was stretched farther than was healthy, Self and I had a chat about hard deadlines and self-imposed deadlines. We talked about the implications and consequences of what happens if I don't meet all my obligations this week. And who am I going to hurt or let down if I don't get all this stuff done? This, if you have not realized, is a self-care exercise. I'm a social worker. We are accustomed to pushing and pulling and paying until it hurts. Actually, some of us can get to a point where we barely notice that we are running on fumes. And we are the experts on telling other people to practice self-care Many of us suck at doing it ourselves still. I've been here before and never, but never when the consequences of not meeting a deadline were so dire. Every decision, every decision uh, does not require a, a me, myself and I conversation, but this one, this is an easy decision. No funding, no job, no house, and not just for me, but also for the 30 or so people whose livelihood depend on me meeting that particular deadline. So that was that. Yes to meeting the grant da- deadline, and I'll catch up to the podcast on the flip side. So when it comes to matters of faith, being who you are is so, so challenging, especially with so many messages and so much pressure to conform to the norms of faith, whatever that is. In our earlier episodes, I talked about the many denominations that I personally actually belong to, and, and that was just a little more than a handful, but there are so many more separate denominations in the Christian church. There's the Protestant side, there's the Roman Catholic side. On the Protestant side, there are factions inside the same denomination. I'm not as familiar with the Catholic side, but there are several um, branches that maybe others of you, I'm sure, are more, more much more familiar with that. Um, But such is the way with with institutionalized religious systems, no matter the type, there is a pressure to conform to the tenets of that belief system, except what do you do when the belief system has two paths, when it has two roads? There's the social construct that embeds and surrounds the system, and there's the rule There's the rule, the law, or the policy that is supposed to govern said system. The rule, the law, the policy being the guidance, the the discipline, or the holy book from which rules and policies are operationalized. What happens when, in the operationalizing process, the rules and the policies Diverge. They diverge in such a way that you have to decide which road do I take here. The road to the left, and I'm not talking about left in terms of a political party or a political persuasion, but the road to the left is where all the party people are. But you feel a little bit out of place with the party people. And the road to the right leads out and away. There's no middle road. There's no middle option. Stay with the party people where you don't quite fit and conform or go out and away. Out and away is obviously the road I took. Do I regret taking that step out and away? Unequivocally, no, but I haven't always felt that way. There was a long while that I Doubted if I had made the right choice. I was, I I still am, a hashtag churchy girl. It was a while, quite a while actually, before I realized that the thing in my head about what I should be doing and the thing in my heart that drew me back to that space were at war with each other. So, me, myself, and I had a chat a chat without words. This was an ongoing chat. And while I could not come to a decision, the fact that I was having the chat, the fact that I was in this place of indecision was enough to stall any action. It was enough to stall any forward motion. Have you ever done that? Just let things hang in the air like like a, like a a balloon that's floating in the air that you just bat away when it comes too close to landing anywhere. My chat with myself was my balloon. And over time, the balloon just got smaller and smaller and smaller because the air that was keeping it afloat, the oughtas, the shouldas, and the couldas, no longer could find purchase in my spirit. Around about the same time that I realized I was no longer having And in her chat about the decision that that decision to go back or to be done with it. I also realized that I was okay. I realized that God was still here. She and I were on solid ground. I was still being guided by spirit and I still had love in my heart for the way of Jesus. And I still had a desire to go and serve all that to say, Being true to who you are is the opposite of despair. Indeed, being true to who you are is freeing. And yes, we live in a world with which we have obligations and commitments, and we should honor those as best we can, but not at the cost of yourself, not at the cost of your soul. That is too high a price to pay. So my, fight, my faith teaches that we have been bought by a price, that we are precious in God's sight, that we are the apple of God's eye. And none of those things come with preconditions. My faith teaches that we, my friends, were loved first. First. And the best thing that we can do with that love is love inward and love forward. Loving inward is that self-care I talked about earlier, that honoring of the self. That loving forward is just what it sounds like. Extend love, send love, love big, love audaciously. The world needs that. We all need that. If we could just figure out, that part out. My, oh my, what a wonderful world that would be. That's all for now. Sending audacious love to each of you listening. This is Finding Faith.